You're listening to Legal Skinny Podcast with Trisha Burita. I'm a 15-year licensed practicing attorney in the state of Texas. I created Legal Skinny because when I've been invited to do educational seminars on different subjects in employment law, employers and HR professionals would often ask me, where can they find out a little more information on this or a little more information on that? Look, I get it. There's a lot of resources out there, but sometimes it's confusing and people are so busy. Sometimes people have only 30 or 15 or maybe even five minutes in their day to devote to learning something new. On this podcast, you'll hear me have discussions and interviews on topics relevant to employers. Disclaimer though, Legal Skinny is for entertainment and informational purposes only. Not meant to provide legal advice and doesn't create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Legal Skinny Podcast. On March 2nd, 2021, governors of my state of Texas and the state of Mississippi announced they would be lifting mask mandates within their states. Texas Governor Greg Abbott made his grand announcement in Monolongo's Mexican restaurant in Lubbock, Texas, in front of a, a large press, stating he would be rescinding executive orders that limit capacities for business and the statewide mask mandate. And then there was pretty much a collective meltdown on the internet, social media in particular, but then it led to uh, statements by health officials and public figures and politicians. Uh, Anybody who's anybody had a statement or something to say about Governor Abbott's order, Um, even the president. Uh, Then it went to the 24-hour news cycle and so on. From looking at social media, it really didn't appear anybody was really happy. Those that didn't like the mask to begin with appear mostly to still be frustrated that they were ever required to follow a mask mandate to begin with and that people should be responsible for themselves. Those that want the mask mandates to continue appear to be shocked the governor went this route considering less than 10% of Texas uh, and Texans had been vaccinated. Well, people debated this uh, mask mandate uh, uh, quite fiercely, I would say. Um, lots of Lots of choice words there <laughs> if, if you uh, if you were on social media or watching the news at all uh, related to that day. You know, many business owners and company leaders started asking, well, what does this exactly mean for them? I think this has been a confusing part about this entire pandemic for all employers across America. The CDC says this. Your state health department says that. Your local leaders say this. And frankly, the alignment and coordination between all of them has been a total mess. I know because I'm having the conversations with the employers who are like, well, now what? You know, none of this gels and they're all saying different things. I mean, truly, is COVID-19 infected individuals different in Houston, Texas than they are in Chicago, Illinois? And if you're not thinking of all the ways this recent development in Texas and Mississippi is tricky for some employers, let me give you some clarity. You know, the Mexican restaurant that I mentioned in Lubbock, Texas, that Governor Abbott made his announcement from, you know, is the hostess at that restaurant worried now that she's going to have to defend and argue with customers about any mass rules that her employer puts forth? Or is she thinking, 
thank goodness I don't have to worry about masks anymore. I mean, I think you have employees across Texas thinking either of those thoughts. And probably, uh, you know, uh, you have a workforce with very mixed thoughts about what this all means. Say that was your Mexican restaurant and the mask mandate in Texas has been lifted. But say these questions still remain for you. Can you still require masks? Should you still require masks? If you do not require masks, what is the risk and exposure for you if the governor pulled his executive order? I mean, does this mean, you know, does it mean something that he's saying it's somehow okay for the state of Texas not to require masks anymore? So let's take each of those in turn. First off, can you still require masks as a business, right? Yes, in Texas, at least, you know, businesses can create their own limits on capacity and require masks and other safety measures, according to Governor Abbott. Uh, the Specifically from the Executive Governor Order Number 34, it states, quote, in all counties not in an area with high hospitalizations as defined below, individuals are strongly encouraged to wear face coverings over the nose and mouth wherever it is not feasible to maintain six feet of social distancing from another person not in the same household. But no person may be required by any jurisdiction to wear or to mandate the, the wearing of a face covering. Uh, also quoted right below that in the order, it states, nothing in this executive order precludes businesses or other establishments from requiring employees or customers to follow additional hygiene measures, including the wearing of a face covering. Okay, so now that we've answered that question, should you require masks? You know, and this is where I think some employers feel it gets tricky because it isn't, um, isn't some of the general public now not, you know, uh, that aren't going to be wanting to wear the mask aren't, and they're going to have to interact with your employees possibly, you know, um, how, how is that going to go? <laughs> and, uh, as you're looking at the employer mass drama, um, you know, how does that work and, you know, what should employers do? So let's, Let's talk about what we know. So based on CDC guidance, they're still saying masks are important in reducing the spread of COVID-19. Okay, check, we all know that, right? Um, on the Texas Department of State Health Services Twitter page, uh, you know, uh, they tweeted on March 3rd, the day after Governor Abbott's announcement, they stated, as Governor Abbott said, COVID-19 has not suddenly disappeared. All COVID-19 steps are still recommended. Texans should keep up the good work they've been doing to slow the spread as more people are vaccinated and we monitor COVID-19 variants with a picture created by them with their emblem stating, you know, public health recommends Texans take COVID-19 protection steps. And right there in the bullet points, the first one is wear a mask, <laughs> stay six feet apart, wash your hands and avoid crowded and poorly ventilated spaces. Bullet point two, these protections are proven to help slow the spread and help keep you, your loved ones, your community and Texans safe. Bullet point three, protection steps are crucial to contain more contagious COVID-19 variants to help vaccines make a larger impact to protect stressed hospitals and save lives. Oh, and on top of all of that, the cover page uh, on the Texas Department of State Health Services Twitter page, the first word state, wear a mask. So, uh, so I think it's pretty clear where the Texas Department of State Health Services is standing on, on, you know, what they think should be um, done in Texas, you know, to continue 
to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Then, of course, you have federal OSHA, right, which has openly come out with its recent guidance, stating employers are responsible for providing a safe workplace, limiting other employees' exposure to COVID-19 in the workplace. Which brings me really to my third question. If you don't require masks as an employer, is your risk and exposure limited since the governor, right, um, pulled the mask mandate, since he put this executive order out there? What does it mean for you? Is it something that you can sort of rely on? I think at this point, every employer has to make a decision whether they are going to change what they've been doing. The guidance I just mentioned and the requirements of OSHA and the risks of whistleblower claims, it hasn't changed. You know, based on the, on the very clear information on all of their websites and their social media pages that they have published, right? And if, you, if you're not familiar with the whistleblower claims and retaliation, feel free to listen back on episode 35 where I go right into the OSHA retaliation worries if you want some more info on that. But you see, the interesting part here is nothing is being claimed to have changed in regards to science or the medical knowledge. You know, nobody's claiming that, not even Governor Abbott. And, you know, uh, Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves, you know, their order essentially replaces all executives with recommendations, very similar to what I just stated about Texas, right? Encouraging but not mandating the wearing of face coverings in public. So where are employers to fall in the middle of this whole mass drama? And what are, let's look at what some of the big name employers, what they're doing in response. Well, I'll tell you this, a lot of them aren't doing much. <laughs> they aren't making any changes and they've all gone on record saying so. So your GM, Toyota, CVS, Walgreens, Best Buy, Kroger, Target, Lockheed Martin to name a few, have all come out and said they're not going to be changing any of their protocols. And it kind of makes sense. When you put a bunch of policies in place saying this is how we're going to protect our workers, and then there's no medical or health departments saying those risks that you set out to protect haven't changed, then what is the reason for changing your protocols? I believe this is a, a, a great debate that goes beyond masks. It's one of government regulation versus personal responsibility. On the one hand, some regulation, some government regulation feels necessary to ensure order. It's part of the criminal justice system and the way that we develop our roads, our cities, our businesses, and the society that we live in. On the other hand, there is the argument of personal responsibility, which mandates that people should be responsible for their own actions. And there's so much more to the different arguments and viewpoints surrounding these two and the debate. And if at the start of COVID-19, you didn't know which camp your friends or colleagues uh, or coworkers stood in, you, you likely do now, because uh, it, it's truly been something that's been heavily debated through this whole pandemic. And I expect it will continue on uh, to be debated way long, hopefully after the pandemic is gone. But people have been debating this since the beginning of America. It's at the core of our belief system. The idea of regulation has been both celebrated and scrutinized in our history because Americans fiercely guard their freedoms. They just may differ about how they can be protected. As an employer, this feeling of government regulation versus personal responsibility, it's different. There are obligations here in the United States, both at the federal, state, and even local levels, 
that put the burden on the employer to create a safe workplace for your employees. The idea that creating a safe workplace for your employees can be delegated to others, such as contractors, visitors, guests, customers, or even to the employees themselves is not the reality. And spend 10 minutes on OSHA's website and you can easily see that this duty of a safe work environment is generally the heavy burden the employer must bear. On March 9, 2021, the Texas Workforce Commission's Office of the Commission representing employers, they published uh, one of their newsletters. And do you know what was in that newsletter to employers? Well, on the front page was the commissioner over this commission rep representing employers, Aaron Demerson. And he's citing specifically to Governor Abbott's order from March 2nd and the opening of Texas businesses uh, 100%. You know what else was in that newsletter? Just a few pages later, a whole section on authorities that employers should look to when providing a safe workplace for their employees, including sites to the Texas Department of State Health Services, the CDC, and OSHA. No big surprise to me, and it shouldn't be a big surprise to you. Now, as an employer, you may, you may want to throw up your hands and say, Geez, I am so sick of all this COVID stuff. And, and you may want the government to tell you what to do. But that's the tricky thing about responsibility. In the end, someone's going to be responsible. And after the few things I just covered and mentioned as far as guidance, aren't they all still saying the same things that they've been saying all along about creating a safe workplace? And as an employer, be careful before you, you know, follow Alice down the rabbit hole of the personal responsibility arguments on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and the news. While you may have personal feelings one way or the other, and an employer in many ways lacks that luxury because the responsibility of a safe workplace for their employees, it will always fall back on them. The questions that you've been asking yourself from the beginning of this pandemic are the same questions you should be asking yourself today. What are the risks of transmission on COVID-19 in my workplace? Knowing those risks, what steps can I take to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in the workplace? And what steps have you already taken? And what has changed to make you walk back any of those uh, safety measures or protocols? And before you go running around and waving the Governor Abbott's executive order number 34 like a get out of jail free card, I would like you to take a minute and think again and see it for what it is. And that's the legal skinny on the employer mass drama. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Legal Skinny Podcast. Do not forget to subscribe to get future podcast episodes. Also check out legalskinny.com to join our newsletter and get details on all the educational resources we offer the employer. Also, disclaimer, remember legal skinnies for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So also remember, this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you.